Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from October 4th to October 10th. Hey, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. This is James. Let's talk about some movie news because there's a lot to go over, but let's start with the box office. And so No Time to Die just came out on Thursday night and it hit a 6.3 million million Thursday night, which is quite a lot. And it's already it's more made Skyfall. Yeah, it's already made 121 internationally. So it just got released in America. And then Venom made ninety million last weekend, which is awesome news. It made for ninety movie. million. Yeah, it's awesome oh news for God. box office and for movies. Like, I knew it was back. They're man. coming back. My AMC stock is just gonna keep going <laughs> up, baby. Let's go, hodl. Yeah, people want to go to the theaters again. And now that I think that there's like basically a soft opening for theaters over the last four months, like with Black Widow, with Godzilla vs King Kong, and I think that the more people went to theaters, it made other people feel comfortable going to the theater. And I think we're, I mean, ninety million for an opening weekend for one movie. We're clearly getting back to the way things were. Yeah, and when you when it comes to like COVID and you're you're being scared to go outside, like whatever. If you don't want to go because of COVID and lockdown, you don't feel safe. That's up to you. You know, it's your decision. But I don't think there's been one single case traced to movie theaters or anything that I've seen in articles or anything online. So it seems like it's pretty safe as long as you keep your mask on and keep your distance wherever you are, and you know, just do you live your life however you want to live it. Go enjoy that movie. But we had an awesome experience because we saw No Time to Die at IMAX headquarters a few days early before the release. It was incredible to see it on the enormous screen, the sound. It was my favorite movie experience this year so far, easily. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely the best film so far, and it was just breathtaking to see it on that big screen. I think this might be my favorite Bond movie. I know that's saying a lot, especially because Skyfall is considered the greatest, but I really think this, this movie tied into a lot of the classical elements that you saw in the older Bond films with the contemporary perspective. Um, and I just love, love the movie so much. Yeah, we're going to do a review on Tuesday, so stay tuned with that, and we'll give all of our thoughts and opinions about No Time to Die. Hope you have a chance to see it in theaters because that's the only place you can see it right now. Uh, but let's move on to, actually, who will be the next Bond? And it just came out that Idris Elba said he's not going to be Bond, so he's out of the list. Idris would have been perfect if they were casting 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, or even five years ago, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But he's just he's too old to start a franchise like that. I I would say Henry Cavill would be a perfect Bond now that he's not Superman anymore. Seems to be the perfect age. Yeah. And he's in he, his prime. He pulled off that suave agent with the man from Uncle, so we know he can do it. Uh, I, he can pull off the action. I think that he's very charming. I think that he would be a perfect Bond, honestly. Yeah, and he was actually second place to Daniel Craig for... Uh, Casino Royale for the reboot. Oh, so, really? So he he w- he would have been Bond if it wasn't for Craig, but he was very young. He at was the time. young. He was like he was, 22. He was in his early 20s. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, I didn't think they didn't want to put the shoulders of that franchise on someone so young. And I mean, it's crazy to think that if he becomes Bond, he would have been Superman. He would be Superman and Bond in the same career. It's pretty wild. He's like it would be like a Chris Pratt, like multiple franchises. Harrison Ford. He was also second in the running for the Brendan Routh Superman. Superman Returns. Thank God he didn't get yeah, that. That would have that he, no. He would have like fallen out of the consciousness if that movie had been his. All right, let's move on. Game of Thrones released their new teaser trailer with uh, HBO and HBO Max. House of the Dragon. It's a great little teaser. We get some shots of the characters. Uh, this is going to take place 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, a TV series. And we're going to see the Targaryen house when they ruled um, the entire continent. And it's going to be really fascinating to see their story. There's nothing written about it in terms of novelization. 
Uh, and so I'm very curious what happens. It, but they, they have a great cast. I think Matt Smith was a great choice to lead the, the franchise. Yeah, I'm curious to see how the show ends up being in terms of writing because they had such great source material for the original show, Game of Thrones, so obviously with the books by George R.R. R. Martin. So that will they be able to capture what he captured in terms of the multiple storylines, the characters, the complexity of all the, the backstabbing and all the plotting and everything <laughs> like that? Will they be able to pull it off like he does? I don't think it would have that kind of element to it, maybe, um, because it seems as though the Targaryens are going to be the centerpiece, and then there might be a couple other houses that are vying for control, or um, they they work underneath the Targaryens in terms of controlling the areas. So it seems as though there will be less of an ensemble, would be my guess. And I don't think this—were the Starks around at this time? I, I can't yeah, remember. Starks are a very old race. All right, yeah. An old house. All yeah. right, so that'd be—I mean, I'm interested. Yeah, Matt Smith's my favorite doctor, so I'm definitely going to check it out. We'll see. And moving on to— some MCU stuff. So WandaVision's Agatha Harkness is going to get a spin-off, st- spin-off series starring Katherine Hahn. It's in the works at Disney+. Plus. Agatha Origins. Origins story. So, you know, everything's going to get a spin-off <laughs> in MCU. So Agatha Harkness series, I'm sure. I don't know if it'll be a prequel or not. It's just in development. It'll be a prequel. I'm sure she's going to tie in into Scarlet Witch's storyline going forward into the uh, MCU anyways. She's going to show up in the movies in the future because she, she basically got locked up by... Wanda, but this I think this will definitely be a a prequel set in the Salem Witch Trials era, so it'll show how she became. I mean, they they already showed her origin in the TV show, so I think they'll just make that mm-hmm. you know ten episodes. And I honestly don't see the need for this, but she was so popular and she became a big thing in popular culture and online. And so I think Disney was like, yeah, let's make her our own show so we can get keep people watching our shows. Content, content, yeah, content, content, con- con- content, yeah. content. Yeah, but I don't see the need for it. But hey, I mean, man, people like it. People need it. <laughs> people need we it. We need another MCU show. We only have four over the last year. There's not enough to watch. We don't have enough MCU. <laughs> there's only there's only two movies a what year. What if is almost over? <laughs> <laughs> They're geniuses. They they are never gonna stop. Every every week, there's gonna be a new MCU show of some series, a show or a movie to watch. That's the thing. Disney has been like, we are always gonna have something new to watch of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whether it be a show. Or even something online or a movie. So they're just like constantly keeping you um, inundated with all this content. So they're really dominating. It's a monopoly on people. Even like the very side characters of shows and, and movies yeah. are getting are getting series and stuff like that. Yeah, like they're gonna give one to like like Groot. I bet. I bet Groot gets a show. <laughs> Groot Origins. <laughs> Groot. Groot how did how did Groot and Rocket meet? <laughs> <laughs> we need to know. We need the story. We need a, an eight-year series over Groot and Rocket meeting. <laughs> I, I guarantee it's coming. You know they've talked about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're planning it. This is probably gonna be animated or something. Oh geez. Okay. And then this is the funniest bit of news this week. So the Cats creator of creator of the musical Cats, Andrew Lloyd Webber. He said that he hated the movie so much that he had to buy a therapy dog to handle the the stress it caused him. Bro, you sold the rights to it, so I don't know what you're upset about. Yeah, I mean, you got you got paid, so you know what. But his name's still attached to it, you know. Hey, you know what? It, no, you gotta understand. Like, imagine if you created created it, yeah, and then that movie came out. Everyone would think that that's what you did. What did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think was he gonna probably happen? He had best. He had he had high hopes. I'm sure he saw that check and he had high hopes. <laughs> like, that's a lot of zeros. I have high hopes for this movie. <laughs> I can buy a lot of therapy dogs. Yeah, zeros. He's got a whole house full of therapy dogs. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? Your therapy dog should be your bank account. <laughs> Just lie on the pile of money like in Breaking Bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer casts Killian Murphy in the title role. This is going to be coming out in 2023. I believe it's July. Obviously, it's, it's Nolan. So he always does July, usually mid-July, 15th, around there. And um, the interesting thing about this is Hans Zimmer is not doing the music. He tapped Ludwig to do it, who just did Tenet, which is really fascinating because it, is is Hans Zimmer out of the Nolan club? Is he out? Is it is it just like Wally Fisher where Wally's like, no, I don't want to do um, Interstellar because I'm going to make my own movie, Transcendence, which was terrible. <laughs> and then ever since... Uh, Nolan's like, no, no, I'm working with Hoyt. I'm going to work with Hoyt again, and I'm going to work with Hoyt again, so I'm not working with Wally Fisher anymore. Is he not working with Hans Zimmer anymore? It is strange because the movie's got, it doesn't come out for two and a half years, so it's not like, is, is Hans Zimmer's schedule that full? And they never had a scheduling conflict before in any of their other films together, so, and also they had such a, a close working relationship and personal relationship. Like, Chris Nolan was there. He gave a speech when Hans got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And their families, like, vacation together, and they spent a lot of time together not working. So it's curious to see that Ludwig's doing uh, the next Nolan movie again. Because Nolan is one of those directors who I think there are really only a handful who understand how important music is when they put it in their films, like John w- with John Williams and Spielberg, in terms of how important your composer relationship is to the story. And Nolan brings so much... I mean... Hans Zimmer brings so much to Nolan's movies, it's really, really odd that he's not doing it. But also, I mean, Tenet was an excellent score. Yeah, it was great. And maybe he and Nolan had a really terrific working relationship on that. It's pretty... And, uh, I if there's maybe Nolan, awkward... Nolan broke up with Hans, maybe. Are there awkward feelings? I don't know. Maybe no, maybe Nolan's kind of petty, and he's like, oh, you don't want to work with me You're going to do Tenet? Dune? Oh, all right. <laughs> Scratching you off the list. I don't know. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty weird. Nolan gets what he wants, man. <laughs> he does get what he wants. He's the boss. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, he is open to more Joker movies, but doesn't know if they'll ever happen. So that's what we've been saying when we got the news that, you know, Todd Phillips is like working on an idea for Joker 2, but still it comes down to if Joaquin wants to do it or not. And I think that unless the idea is completely brilliant and unless Joaquin thinks that the movie and character, they can transcend what they did with the original Joker, I don't see Joaquin really doing it because he never does sequels. Yeah, and you you could say there isn't really a need to do a Joker sequel, but it would be interesting to see. But also, you know, actors when the press like they they always like play coy. Yeah, you know what I mean, and give nothing to the press. So it could just be him. He's not supposed to say anything at all about the project. So you get to play dumb. So it's that's what I think possible. it is too. It's possible. And then the nine that ninety show is coming out. Now this is. Uh, a sequel to that 70s show. This is something I can get behind for all yeah. the remakes and reboots. And it's going to be, um, um, the parents are actually going to be in the show, and it's going to be the, the, the child of Eric and Donna yeah. is going to be the lead. And her name is Leia, so they Leia. named her after Princess Leia. <laughs> of course it's Leia. Honestly, if, if she doesn't collect Beanie Babies, listen to Nirvana, watch <laughs> Seinfeld, I don't, and play, have a Game Boy, I don't yeah. want it. I'm curious, why aren't um, Topher Grace and um, Lauren, um, what's, oh, what's her last name? I thought it was something with a P. Laura... Yeah, something with a P. Anyways, I can't remember her name, but why aren't they in it? I wonder. They're probably too young. To be parents? To be parents to a high schooler. Oh, to a high schooler, yeah. It's not going to be like an eight year old. It's going to be that seven. There's, she's definitely going to be a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And she better be smoking doobies in the basement. <laughs> better be. <laughs> it's part of the show. It has they, to be. Actually, they might not do that they, if, it's, if it's, it's Peacock. It's one of the most iconic parts of the show, though. 
Yeah, but I mean, Peacock is like all these streaming services. They're playing it pretty safe nowadays. Like, yeah, are they te- cutting? They're cutting like even episodes of The Office. Yeah, television shows are very PC now, like and and very responsible. So I'm not sure if they even if weed will even be a factor in the show. But they never show weed. They just show them sitting in a circle with with smoke around them. Yeah, but they're wicked high like half the time. That's just your interpretation of what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I doubt they would show that scenes like that. Oh man, that was like the best part of the show. Yeah, every the, the episode circle. they're in the circle. Yeah. And just, yeah. Oh, man, because it's so it's so relatable. Yeah, come on, there are teenagers in the '90s definitely smoking doobies. Like we, we I never did. We need to <laughs> see that. Well, we weren't smoking weed in the '90s. We were kids. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we were watching Hey Arnold. <laughs> but yeah, this this should be a fun time. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is getting into the comic book movies again as a lead this time. He's in talks to star in Profit, which will be a comic comic book adaptation from the director of Extraction, Sam Hargrave. So. I'm sure he he liked that Marvel paycheck, and he wants another one. Uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus, there's a trailer that reveals Adult Swim's new animated series, and it looks visually stunning. The animation is incredible. I'd recommend checking this trailer out if you love the Blade Runner universe like we do. We're actually just watching Blade Runner 2049 last night for the 12th time. Um, it looks great. you got to check it out. That world is suited for anime. Yeah, for sure. Animation. Absolutely. And then there's a new sports movie trailer. We love sports movies. Heart of Champions, in which Michael Shannon stars as... A college rowing coach, and it looks fun. It looks great. Um, it looks very inspiring, and I think he's a great choice to play a coach. He seems like he has that temperament to be like a good drill instructor, but also has that vulnerability to be a good life lesson teacher. I don't know anything about rowing crew, so we'll see. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well, you saw Social Network, so... There's a scene of rowing crew, a scene, and that's a Fincher editing, so that looked great, and the music was awesome with it, too. FX is um, releasing its new show, Impeachment, American Crime Story, which is the Monica Lewinsky story. They're releasing the first five episodes in one weekend, so you can really dive into the show in a big way with a big splash by just getting as much of it as possible. I think they're doing this to really hook people into the show. Rather than doing one episode, that's smart because that's yeah. what streaming does. So like, we gotta compete with streaming. And we need yeah to let fans binge it on the network because people love to binge. I mean, we just we just binged Squid Game. That was pretty yeah. pretty legit. We're doing a Squid Game review, everyone. Coming soon. Um, next up, Halloween Kills feature features a bigger, badder, <laughs> nastier, crazier sequel. So <laughs> we're gonna definitely go see this. I like movie. your trailer voice. Oh, hold on. Bigger, badder, nastier, crazier. I like the first one. Yeah, the first one was bad. Yeah. That was, I'm, were, tr- I'm trying too yeah, hard now. Were, yeah. I got to let it be more authentic and natural to who I am. Authenticity, man. <laughs> That's what it's all about. You got this. I, we can't wait to see Halloween Kill. This is going to be awesome. I think we're going to see it next weekend. It comes up because we're going to go, yeah. go see Lamb uh, this weekend for A24. We should see it on Thursday. What? Halloween Kills? Or Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll yeah. see it next weekend like yeah. I just said. Yeah. Well, Thursday's not on the weekend. <laughs> well, I didn't say Thursday. You said Thursday. <laughs> I said next weekend. Anyways, it looks awesome. We're bickering. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Carell has just signed on to star in The Patient, which is a limited series. I believe it'll be on Apple TV about a, ther- a therapist trying to cure a serial killer. Whoa, that sounds cool. And this comes from the showrunners of one of my favorite shows, The Americans. So when I first heard the concept, I was like, oh, you can't really cure a serial killer. But then when I got... The Americans creators are doing it. I'm like, okay, they might have I, a good take on it. I think it. This, the idea is really interesting if they go dramatic the whole time. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, it reminds me of the Sopranos therapy sessions mm. where she's trying to like work th- with this mob boss killer 
kingpin drug lord <laughs> <laughs> on his problems. So that'd be really fascinating to see that with like psychiatry sessions with a serial killer who doesn't go to the police and is just trying to help them. And it could be like it could have a Hannibal Lecter spin on it where yeah. they help with some kind of investigation maybe. So they're, they're, they could put some really good tension in there. I wonder if they're going to cast as a serial killer. That'd be cool. No wonder. We'll see. This is going to be Will Ferrell. <laughs> 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 There's a new horror movie coming out called Ragdoll, and the trailer just was released. It's a horror TV series, I'm sorry, starring Lucy Hale, who starred in The Evil Dead and Don't Breathe One. And this is a serial killer TV show. It looks like a lot of fun. It has a new twist on the idea, and I think you should check it out. On AMC Plus. All right, there's a Peaky Blinders movie Let's set go. to be filmed yes. in 2023, says creator Stephen Knight. Uh, Knight Killian's going to have a great year that year. So Knight also revealed that season six is almost finished at being edited. But that kind of reveals, obviously, that Tommy Shelby doesn't die in the end of the season, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean... Unless I, it's a prequel movie, like uh, he, There's origins. been multiple times where you thought he was going to be de dead. Peaky Blinders Origins. They've had a couple of cliffhangers I'm like that. I'm down for, for Peaky Blinders movie for sure. Yeah. But it's going to be odd. I mean, I wish I wish they did it when all the brothers were still yeah, around. Yeah. You know? Not to spoil anything, but I think we all know what happened. Yeah, but I mean, still, it would be great to see Peaky Blinders on the big screen. That'd be cool. There's a, a new news about the Hellraiser franchise. They just finished wrapping the new reboot of the franchise and the filmmakers seem very confident they haven't they've also announced who's playing pinhead and this should be a really fun horror film oh who's the, it's, it's an actress what's her name um let me pull it up real quick on my iphone 11 you don't well, have the 13 <laughs> no <laughs> you only um, have two cameras so it's jamie clayton who is from what's she from sense eight so she's she's in sense eight film tv show so she will be the new Hellraiser Pinhead. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Good for her. That's a that's a pretty wild role to roll to get. I wonder how the how they'll do the prosthetics. If they'll do it similar or just change it up a little bit. They gotta do it similar. Yeah. It's an iconic look. It really is. It's yeah. very creepy look. I remember every every time going to Blockbuster and just being terrified by the. I was VHS always covers. scared by it. Yeah. Like I never even wanted to look at it. It's pretty terrifying. And uh, Carrie Joji Fukunaga, who just directed um, the new James Bond film, he is adapting Stanley Kubrick's Napoleon Project. And this is going to star Joaquin Phoenix. So Can't this wait. sounds very exciting. We've actually brought this up a few times. Not how uh, Fukunaga is directing it, but we've talked about Kubrick's Napoleon Project, how he'd spent years writing notes and coming up with ideas for this film that he never got to make. And it's going to be cool. I wonder if he's going to obviously go through his notes and try to adapt what Kubrick had in mind for what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Looks it's very It's going to be fascinating. And then there's a new trailer for Operation Mincemeat, which is a World War II story. It's a really fascinating story that I had no idea about where British intelligence, um, this, is, this was the formation of MI5, where they created a false story of like a ridiculous narrative to throw the Nazis off the scent of their plans for attack. And they made this scheme of like a murder mystery with, and they planted clues for Nazi spies to find as a way to distract the Nazis about what the British's plan really was. And it's got a great cast, and I think this really looks very cool for a World War II film. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what else we got? And then the After Party teaser trailer just came out, and this is a murder mystery from um, Chris Lord and Phil Miller, the creators of the, the Lego movie and also uh, 21 Jump Street franchise. And this, it, it looks like a fun murder mystery whodunit with Tiffany Haddish as the detective. And someone dies at a party. It looks like it was uh, da um, Dave Franco. <laughs> <laughs> fell off a cliff or something. And then uh, Tiffany Haddish shows up to figure out who, who did it, who's the perpetrator. Dude, that sounds hilarious. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. 
Um, that wraps up our movie news for this weekend. Be sure to stay tuned. Monday's episode tomorrow coming out. It's going to be a good one. Tuesday, we have our Bond No Time to Die review, so you won't want to miss that. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of Lost Podcast. You all patrons help keep these movie news and bonus episodes on Tuesdays sponsor-free. So thanks for tuning in. Take care, everyone. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.